Kristen, thanks for joining us at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Matt. How are you? I'm fine and dandy, thanks. Yourself? (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, this is going to be a fun afternoon in the studio for me anyway. So are you squirming yet? Not yet, but keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, yours is a long God story. But you, you're saying that because my age is long? Well, because you have this, uh, yes, that's what I am saying. Yeah, okay. But also, okay, so what I do know about you, I think you um, grew up in a Christian family and um, so made a decision for Christ quite early. So your whole life has um, had that around it. So... It's going to be interesting to see, um, I guess, where the the big points along that that journey are for you. So, uh, you lived in a tent at one point. I know that much too. Back with mum and dad. Okay, um, you remember that. <laughs> you eloped, um, which we definitely have to come back to. Okay, that needs qualifications. <laughs> that needs qualifications. Uh, you go AWOL every now and then. Well, that could be true. Yes. So maybe have a little little one sixteenth indigenous in you, go walk about or something like that. It could be more. It could be that. So, <laughs> so let's start back here. Mum and Dad Mum and Dad were a part of COC, weren't they? Well, they were. So it's a little bit more than involved in that. I don't think um I don't think um that the household was Christian in regards to um, the way that we would think of a Christian household okay. today. Um, so mum and dad were Methodists, so I remember going to a Methodist Sunday school for a, a couple of years, I think, mm-hmm. in my um, early teens. Okay. But apart from that, uh, my memory of church is very limited. So oh, before I become a Christian, dad had been um, a practicing yogi for 10 years. And that I did not know. And mum was um, practicing forbearance and um, patience. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure where, where mum was, but she wasn't a practicing yogi. I know that. <laughs> She's always been a saint. <laughs> so um, there were a lot of uh, conflicting ideas that were floating around the household over the years. But um, I do know that there came a time where God grabbed a hole of mum and dad, wow. um, independently of myself. So how old would you have been then? 18. Okay. 18. And, um, and they, they were, um, they were saved and started going along to COC. Yeah, wow. And at that stage being, um, 18, I wasn't quite, um, open to their, uh, their recommendations and uh, oh, suggestions so I joined them. was a little moment of Matt rebellion. Well, I would say that um, I was pretty good at rebelling back in those days. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I've reformed. This is so. news. This is good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Methodist was a bit nominal for them? 
I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't um, – I would say there were certain Christian principles that um, we, like most kids, grew up with. Yeah, um, wow. Back in the days where you'd have religious education in schools and, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was a lot more predominant in society um, now. And um, But, you know, having said that, um, I know that Dad had a lot of, uh, a lot of doubts about the Christian faith and expressed those. Um, at different times, and that's okay. why he he went in, in a different journey, looking um, you know down the um, down the Hindu pathway, yeah, and wow. um, he finished up with his own and, guru. And so you never followed down that pathway. I didn't like lentils for a start, <laughs> so it was when Dad does something, he doesn't muck around. It was oh, no. the whole kit and caboodle. So oh, full ve- full vegetarian. I don't laugh so much. Full vegetarianism, oh, wow. and. He, rather than bringing out the Bible um, at the uh, evening meal, he would bring out books like The Internal Uncleanliness of Man. I still, I still have problems with that. <coughs> and, um, and introduced me to lentil soup, which oh, no. we found that if you play around with it for too long, oh, um, no. eventually it sets and the spoon stands upright. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, there were certain objections that uh, all out. I'm one of three kids, so all all of us kids were struggling with in those days. I bet. I'm sorry, I can't even imagine lentils back in the what are we talking the 70s? Look, we we're cutting edge. I have to admit, <laughs> not much flavour. No, oh, Dad actually wow. built. He actually enclosed um, part of the veranda into a meditation room. Wow. Yeah, he was okay. very serious. He and, was very serious. And often we would hear him yell out at the top of the his voice, oh, will you kids shut up? I'm trying to find inner peace. So, <laughs> so his, his journey, I think he eventually um, decided wasn't that successful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have to interview your dad. <laughs> you would, I think you should. I think you should. I think I have to. Be- that will be part two. <laughs> because I'm sure he might have a slightly different view to me. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So, yeah, you really didn't have the Christian upbringing. I thought you did. Um, if we had a Christian upbringing, you know, like it I said, was it, wasn't, just... it wasn't from a point of view of conviction. It was a point of view yeah. of, of morals. Yeah. Well, um, yeah dad, okay. yeah. both mum and dad um, instilled in us kids um, much virtue. Yeah, wow. You know, he, wow. he was very careful to um, explain to us how we should treat women. Yep. Treat them with respect. Don't you ever lay a hand on a, wow. on a woman. Love it. You know, son of mine. And, um, you know, you stand up for the weak and, and that sort of thing. So That's great, um, isn't it? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't put up with any, uh, any rubbish from us. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Mm. So 18, they find God. You're still on this journey of your own. Only for a few months. I only okay. trailed it for a few months. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. So, so are you still living at home? Um, on and off by okay. that time, I think. So yeah. I was working and um, I would um, I'd be work in different areas and, and you know, stay away from home and then come back home again. Yeah. And so you'd started carpentry at this stage? Yes, I started yes. an apprenticeship at carpentry at 16. Okay. So I was a couple of years into it by that time. Yeah, wow. Okay. Mm. And they were living, was that CSC on the coast here or Brisbane? Brisbane. Brisbane. That was in the um, Mansfield. Victoria. No, that was before oh, Mansfield. Before Mansfield. Okay. Victoria Avenue. Okay. And it was a, um, a warehouse. So Clark had um, had just acquired this warehouse next door to where Dad was managing a civil engineering company. Ah. And Clark um, was um, approached Dad 
to see if they could buy fuel for their bus um, from the business that Dad was managing. Yeah, wow. So he got to know Clark, and Clark invited him along to a uh, men's breakfast, and that's where I think that's where Dad Dad was saved, or very shortly after that. Yeah, wow. So I was out of that relationship. Okay. Yeah. So then what about you then? So a couple of months later, what brings you to church? Oh, well, going back a few years, I, um, I had um, a few issues um, in my childhood, <laughs> which um, weren't, um, weren't just attitudinal issues. I, I had um, health issues, and oh, okay. I think that, that developed in me a certain um, sense of isolation. I... I had a um, an understanding. I'm not quite sure where I picked it up. In my mind, I'd um, overheard a conversation between um, mum and dad and a doctor, where the doctor had told them that, um, in my hearing, that um, I sh- they shouldn't um, expect me to live um, beyond the age of 21 or something like that. I just had this. I just grew up um, with this concept that after 21, if I reached 21, I'd be doing a good job. So my time frame was quite short therefore so what age did you have that understanding around 12ish i think yeah wow so i thought a lot about death and dying yeah, and I, I wasn't scared about it but I, I wanted to know more about what happened after death than how to live life and that doesn't really uh, make you much of a fun playmate for your friends so no well time's pressing so i get that absolutely mm. you're i mean mm. you, that accelerates you in years doesn't it having that sort of contemplation well i'm not sure about that but it, it certainly pushed me back inside myself because um i couldn't do much i wouldn't i couldn't do as much as i would have liked with my physical body um okay. but um it um it did i think tend to isolate me so i did spend a lot of time by myself and i became used to it and actually enjoyed it so um I used to, um, whenever I had a chance, particularly when I got a car, but even before that, either walking or by push bike, I would spend a lot of time in the bush um, camping by myself. And it was in those times that I, I became increasingly aware as, as I grew older and I guess more meditative about life after death of this presence. I just thought of it as a, as a presence. Mm. And um, I found it very... Um, very alluring. Yeah, wow. And part of the reason why I like to be alone in the bush is because I sense that um, away from society, there, there wasn't any evil. There wasn't um, yeah, wow. any darkness. Like I had that sense at that age, but there was something that was um, beautiful. And it wasn't just nature. Nature just reflected this this um, this beautiful presence. Oh, that's so cool. But I, I didn't have a name for that presence. Yeah, wow. Mm. Goodness me. Okay. Yeah, it was great. So that leads you then to this point of obviously at 18 then, this presence now gets a name. In, um, in one of these areas, I returned late one afternoon to this um, camping, uh, this place where I was camping, and to find it surrounded by tents and people and I was horrified. These days, I would not go to the beach because there were too many people there. I wouldn't. I just felt very uncomfortable um, around any um, any concentration of people. So, my horror was quite yeah, extensive, and I was um, I was I was very very angry um, to see that these people had the audacity 
to come and camp in my camping area. And not just one person or group. <laughs> and when I when I suggested as much to the fellow who seemed to be leading it, he did point out that he had permission and I didn't. Oh right. Which was Oops. I thought fairly harsh, but anyway. <laughs> and then and then to make things worse, he invited me around to sit around the campfire with him and um and um and to have a meal with him. I didn't have any food at that time uh, that was worthwhile and it did smell nice, so I did that. <laughs> and it turned out <laughs> That they were, um, they were a group that called themselves the Alex, uh, the Alex Heads, Alex Head Beach Mission, I think it was. Okay. So I was living in Brisbane, so it was um, it was some sort of youth group, evangelical group oh, wow. that was away on, you know, on some retreat down to this place of all places, and I happened to lob in the middle of them. Oh, that's so good. But unfor- I couldn't. I couldn't really control my um, anger, and I think I, I'm def- definitely showed poor grace. Um, and they were very kind, and they said, "Look, they were reading from the Bible and things like this, and they were clapping and, um, <laughs> and playing the guitar and singing Kumbaya or whatever it was." And I quickly, after I ate, I, I quickly, um, you know, tried to get out of it. And they said, "Look, stay." And I said, "No, I won't." And they said, "Well." do you mind if we pray for you? And oh. I said, well, you, you pray away, but I'm out of here. So. But everything started to change um, after that. And it was only it was only a couple of years later when I started to think what happened that I was able to connect the two together. And, um, and then from that time on, I just could not get away from the fact that this presence was chasing me. Mm. <laughs> and... Um, so one thing led to another. Um, I was just continually confronted by talk and discussion and witness um, to the point where I realised that um, that this was God, and for some reason He was interested in me, which yeah, was wow. quite baffling. Yeah. And I thought, well, why would I? If that's the case, why would I want to avoid? Mm. You know, God. If He's trying that hard to get. If He's attention. if He's doing all this. <laughs> And this is wow. the presence that I, yeah. I so, you know, yeah. that I was going, you know, yeah, to, find. To, to find why, what's the matter with me? So, yeah. um, having this, this conversation with myself, driving, um, to work, I was working at Eagle Farm, lived at Fernie Hills, somewhere along Albion Road. I sort of slapped myself around the face and go, wake up to yourself. And I just prayed a very simple prayer in my heart. Um, you know, just saying, God, I'm just so sorry. Just, um, just. Forgive my stupidity, and if you want me, of course, here I am. And all of a sudden, um, this pressure just built up inside me, um, and just and just released itself. And I just opened my mouth and started speaking in an odd language, which you I had no, I, I had no, didn't I? Yeah, wow. no, I did, I did, I did. And um, so from from Albion Road through to um, Kingswood Smith Drive. I just forgot everything that happened and I just, um, I just, you know, was just speaking in this other language, had no idea what was happening, but just totally loved it. <laughs> it didn't freak you out. Wow. It, 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 in a really exciting way. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like, I wasn't, cool. a, I wasn't oblivious. I wasn't, um, uninitiated to spiritual experiences. I had. Yeah spiritual experiences but nothing like this and nothing so tangible um nothing that actually you know reverberate in the air like that but when i got to work and i walked in 
in the doors, the um, the foreman just looked at me and said, you look like the cat that swallowed the cream. What have you been up to? Um, and I said, well, I don't know, but I think I just gave my life to God. And he said, I've got no idea. <laughs> anyway, he, he just he just laughed and... Um, but he, he knew I wasn't that sort of person. There was something yeah. going on. But um, I just remember him and then the other fellows also uh, independently just going, what's going on to you? You're just glowing. Wow. <laughs> um, and that was how I became a, you know, I, I, I started my journey. And then when I spoke to dad about this, uh, mum and dad, of course, they were very excited. Um, but when they heard that I was speaking in tongues, they were very concerned that it might have been of the devil. Mm, I can imagine. So they suggested, uh, they invited me along to church. I jumped in there when I entered um, COC um, that time. However, their initiation coming from nominal Methodist to then Clark Taylor days, they would have seen a lot. Yeah, yeah, and we've never really spoken too much about that. Like once once we just sort of come back together, like mum and dad and I united and, and you know, and, and the other boys as well, my other, my other um, brothers, mm. Um, just dropping into that, we just became, that was all we were, that was our focus. It wasn't looking back yeah, yeah. or it wasn't, um, it wasn't philosophizing. It was, yeah. um, it was just involving ourselves and participating and just, um, just wanting to know as much about God and, um, and be involved with him as we, as, as we could manage. Yeah. Wow. So at what point do you, I mean, this sounds like a dumb question. At what point do you realize that you're not going to die at 21? The fact that you turn 21 and you're still going or like, is there a, well, a moment? What, what I, this, um, this illness that I had, um, pretty much prostrated me, um, only a few months beforehand to the point where I, I just um, fell to the ground trying to get home, walking from the station, from the train station this particular time I wasn't, um, I wasn't driving and, um, and I, I thought that was it. I didn't think I'd ever get up again. So I was, I was pretty sick at that time. Um, but that was the last, that was the last episode I had. And that, um, it was only like a year later I realized because I was, I wasn't looking at myself. I was just looking at my involvement with God. I realized that I just had no signs no symptoms at all like for a full year i've been free of it wow. and that was just you know that realization that i'd been healed of it was just um it was very dramatic it was very dramatic um but back in those days that sort of thing was not uncommon okay you know it it, it wasn't um it wasn't exceptional <laughs> yeah wow but it was just such a you know, the freedom and the liberty that came through that, um, giving my life to, to Christ and coming to understand, you know, reconciling that presence in the church with the presence that I was becoming familiar mm. with, mm. um, in the bush, mm. um, you know, it was, it was very dramatic. So then you really do start to live life. Yeah. Well, I think life started to manifest itself in me, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, I, I do, some people believe that they give, you know, that they find God. But my testimony is that um, I didn't find God. He found me, you Big know. Time. He, yeah. he found me. He, um, he, he lured me and he convinced me. And then he filled me and changed me. 
and um, and I haven't looked back. I um, that's that's just you know that's that's just been my experience and my uh, my testimony. So were you quite a deep thinker back then? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. If, um, compa- I did think about because different things to what I think most people thought about. Like I had answers for questions that people didn't even know they needed to, to ask, but did. <laughs> yeah, but but your your um, I guess you know, like you said, that that God found you. You didn't have to. You you could get your head out of the way. You didn't have to have all your ducks in a row and figure it all out. Like it very much was a God pursuing you and you saying yes, having no idea really what you're saying yes to other than this presence. That's right. That's right. I was very anti-intellectual, if you know what I mean. At that stage, I just realised that you were as I am today. <laughs> what are you laughing? Oh, sorry. Okay. I wa- but I was I was very curious. I wanted to know more about God. Wow. And um. And and so did everybody else. It wasn't that I was everybody oh, else in the an time. Anomaly. Everybody in the church seemed to also have the same pursuit. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, you know, if you didn't rock up to church um, with your Bible, then you weren't considered to be a serious. You know, the, you weren't you weren't considered to be a serious Christian. It would have been better if you'd forgotten your pants <laughs> rather than forget your Bible. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Nice. And no excuse just to whip out your iPhone back then. <laughs> so here's my Bible. No, it Maybe just wouldn't not. have worked. It just okay. wouldn't have worked. No. Okay, there you go. No. So you're doing your apprenticeship. So when does Belinda walk on the scene? Oh, oh that, was, being too that much. was the next That was the next greatest thing. That was the life. next greatest thing. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yes. Well, my, my experience with girls had never been quite um, productive. You would never have spoken to one, would you? No, I did speak <laughs> after I became a Christian. Yeah, just not prior to that point. I did. I, um, I, quickly, um, I, I quickly became um, close to a girl and, and that was all part of, I suppose, this, this um, radically different experience that I was, I was in and... Um, and um, after a while, that um, that ended. And um, anyway, I won't go into my my romantic okay. my ro- romantic period. But sure? let me just say that I it, it wasn't like they were all lovely girls, and we um, you know we enjoyed each other's company. But I saw that there was a lot of emotional and time expenditure, and um, there was a lot of hurt too when. When you didn't want to, um, you know, you just realised that that wasn't the person for you, and I decided that that was that was not productive to my my relationship with God, and I didn't want to be involved with a relationship with a a woman again until that woman was going. You know, that was my wife, yeah. so the next one was going to be um, Ooh, the one I wanted out. to marry. So I, I ducked around different. Um, I won't say yeah, the girls were not falling Quite over the themselves <laughs> to um, to go out with me, but there were a few um, people that expressed interest. But um, let's face it, eligible men in church is a hot commodity. I don't know. It's... I don't know. But I was just I, I, I'll take it from you. You being of okay. that gender. Um, <laughs> I know this. Yes. Personally, I can't see what you see in it. But yeah, anyway, true. Okay. But. Um, but yeah, so this this girl um, 
this family moved in next door to where I was staying in Nooseville. And um, one of those one of those members of that family was quite um, attractive, but I'd made my commitment. You had, so don't get so, distracted. However, the lady of the house that I was because I was boarding at that time, she decided that um, that Belinda was the hot prospect for me, and it's no good for me being a, a young fellow of twenty one. Um, you know, not being interested in girls, and you know, she was a bit it's worried. Just odd. Yeah, to, in her in her point of view. Yes. So she thought she would set that right. Invited this um, this girl over to play table tennis with me before asking me. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that was the end of it. <laughs> we wow. started. We quickly um, we quickly hit it off, and um, and that was around a time where I. Um, had already started um, becoming involved in overseas mission work, and I was um, going to go to India. It's the first trip to India, so um, I asked her to come with me. And How long after you had started seeing each other? No, uh, maybe six months. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, and so when when she said yes, then I asked her to marry me. And As you do. she said no, which, oh, which was, what's, what's a little bit more rejection? <laughs> and I handle that so well. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, she was just, I think, um, she was just ex- uh, exercising her feminine wiles on me. Yep. But she did agree and we were engaged and we went overseas. We went over to India on a mission trip um, then. So, um, yeah. And then? And then we did the mission trip. We're halfway through the mission trip. And then? <laughs> okay. I have to be careful because there are certain aspects We're of this. We're not giving that permission. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Don't, don't um, give away any of your wife's Anyway, we didn't, yes. we didn't, I've, I've never thought of it as eloping. Um, okay. Didn't elope. Sorry. But it, it came, it became necessary for us to complete the trip because we were with a um, a family, um, you know, we were well chaperoned. We don't use that term much these days, yeah. but we were chaperoned, and um, we felt that that was um, that was all fine. But when the lady and um, their son decided that they were going to return, it only left two options open. Um, one was that. Um, Belinda would return with them and I would be left there. I didn't want to travel with the fellow um, and, and sort of um, tail him around. I wanted to stay in the city and keep that, um, that re- the relationships within that city um, going. And also I had work there to do. So I thought, well, option two. So totally I said, what, right. ab- what, ab- what about we get married here? Um, anyway, to cut a long story short, so we... She said yes. She said yes, reluctantly. <laughs> well, it, like, you have to understand, back in those days, communication from India yeah, to, to totally. Australia was very difficult. Um, I, I felt that would have been fine with my parents. They would have understood and accepted that. And just in case, it was probably best not to ask. Totally um, Right. And then, then it was Belinda's side of things. She felt that she needed to, um, to at least, you know, ask her parents. Um, 
because you know, obviously I'd already asked their parents if I could marry before I proposed. Mm. Um, but um, that didn't get through anyway. She sent a telegram. So we were they had no idea. They didn't receive the telegram. <laughs> I think that was right. I'm pretty sure that was right. So we were married. We were married. And, and I asked, I approached the pastors there and said, look, what about it? And they said, hmm, we will confer. So giving them credit, they um, three pastors spoke amongst themselves wow. and come back and said, well, yes, we will marry you. Um, and we will do that. We'll marry you before God. And, um, and they put on a beautiful ceremony for us. So we had hundreds of people there. Wow. And um, it was just, it was just very good. And very inexpensive. And Belinda's father wasn't waiting at this end when you got off the plane to kill you? No, he was relieved, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You'd saved him a lot of money. <laughs> uh, well, I think there was a lot of, there was a lot of that. Um, so, wow. you know, we did take a risk. And that was we didn't tell any of our friends that we were risk. married over there. So we quickly had a, okay. a formal wedding over here yes. on the banks of Wyber Creek. Okay. Um, and the, um, the, the minister who had arranged... These um, this missionary work married us. It was his, we were his first oh, wow. wedding, so he yeah, married cool. us there. Yeah. Goodness me, hmm. that's crazy. Twice married. Twice married. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so which date do you celebrate? The first one, because the, the first, first one, one is the first one is God. the marriage. The second yes. one was the formality. Yes, yep, hmm. that was the paperwork. So it was the paperwork, but also it was an opportunity for our friends yes. to join in. Absolutely, and yeah, yeah. Um, and we didn't tell anybody until after. We were married, um, that we were married. Which, yes, okay. Yep. Surprise. Yeah, well, yes. a lot of them weren't surprised knowing me. They thought, it's not unusual for the sort of things that would happen. Goodness me. <laughs> so, yes, Belinda and I have been, um, so we've been married since 1982 and it's been, um, it's been beautiful and productive. Wow, nearly and 40 years. I love my wife. She has um, homeschooled five children. She has done a remarkable From beginning to end. And the last one has just been uh, in his 12th year, completed this year. So That's pretty that, amazing, isn't that it? That is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's a um, a very long and often thankless job, I'm guessing. So Yes. Um, mm. And she did that just without complaining. Yeah. Um, with a lot of doubt and, well, self-doubt as well. Yeah. You know, was doubt about um, legality sometimes because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't something that was acceptable when we started it. No, it was um, it was pretty much an underground affair back in those days. Yeah, wow. There mm. you go. Yeah. Mm. So you um, stay in Noosa then, and you're a builder by this stage. Oh, I came up to Noosa from Brisbane yep. um, because there was a building project up here. And um, a job of leading hand was offered to me. Yeah. So that was a. Um, and then, do you go to Rod Tyrrell's church at this stage? At that at, at that stage, Rod. Then I became involved in Manor. The people yep. I um, I stayed with were involved with Rod. Okay. And in Manor, and um, Manor um, moved different locations at different times, mm -hmm. and eventually, through that process, eventually it um, it was. Um, it sort of settled in the what was the leisure centre at that stage. I think it was. Yep. It was. Uh, it was a place there in Nooseville anyway that mm. um, that they bought the property of, and um, yeah. So we we were involved with Manor for for some time. Mm -hmm. However, when I uh, when I married Belinda, I started going along to the Baptist church. Okay. 
which was across the road from Manor at that stage. Ah. And that was her church. Okay. Mm. Well, you've got to make sacrifices, don't you, for the, you know, when you're pursuing someone. So Yes. Yes. Yes, well said. That was a, a great, yes. a great yes. sacrifice, a great yes. sacrifice. Josh made such a sacrifice for me, so <laughs> I can appreciate that. So, and when yes. we came back, we were very quickly... Um, Asked to take on the youth group for the Baptist Church. Okay. So we did that for, I don't know, a year or two. Yeah, okay. And um, that was fun. So then, as you said, that started your first um, mission trip. So how many times have you been over to India? Uh, I don't know. You've lost count. It was it was a few times. Yeah. A few times. We The first time we were over there for... for Four and a bit months, I suppose, and um, went back ten years later with a child, yep. Jesse, and we stayed there for a similar point of time. So each yeah. time we would set up house, we would yep. um, find a place to rent in, in one of the suburbs there and set up, and then yeah, wow. um, become involved in the churches and ministry. And uh, so, is this been a forty-year relationship with the same people over there? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've. I have um, two very good friends. One is a is a uh, an elderly AOG, a, a Church of God minister, mm-hmm. different AOG over there, um, and somebody of my own age um, as well, who both have different journeys, different mm-hmm. stories, but mm-hmm. um, both they're both um, people that I really love and yeah, wow. and um, enjoy, yeah. So have you found that quite an interesting contrast then, that uh, having a ministry um, in a country like India and then here, has that helped um, f- form a lot of your viewpoints? Or Yeah, yeah. So the formation of a person's character and outlook and everything like that, I think, you know, it takes place through the experiences that, um, that affect them most deeply. Mm. And um, India's certainly been a significant factor in that for me. Mm. And, um, and yes, it's been very grounding. It's also been a great blessing because um, not, not, not too many people understand this, but you know, over the, the last 40 years, India has gone through profound changes. It can't be imagined unless you're actually, you know, you yeah. actually saw it back when we did. Yeah. And where there used to be um, dirt streets and... Um, and shambles where people would sell produce out of and beggars and filth and mark like main streets with with cows wandering up and down I mean, it wouldn't be unusual you know to see the occasional elephant you know be ridden through or camels or something <laughs> okay. like that mind you I did see camels I think on my last trip still wandering through on along one of the main highways but yeah that that sort of thing in those areas now there's um, there's glass facaded um, plazas yeah. selling selling goods that you uh, you would only expect to see in Melbourne and Sydney and Goodness New York. Me. Wow. So in only 40 years 40 that's quite years. remarkable. 40 years really, no isn't it? no TV like to have a refrigerator back yeah. then was something um, very um, very western. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, we saw the introduction of TVs um, you know, for the first time and we saw the effect of that uh, back in those days, um, Christians, no Christian, would see themselves in a picture theatre. Wow. Okay. Um, it was it was like that. Um, you couldn't be a Christian and go to the pictures. No. Um, Just like you couldn't be a Christian and go to church without a Bible. 
Yeah, yeah, like right. that. Yeah, like, like that. that. Like mm. that. Yeah. Wow. But then to okay. to see um, to see TV, um, cable TV, um, mobile phones, yes, computers, you know, all the different electronics and everything like that. Yeah. Then um, India opening itself up to allow. Um, you know, all the different um, investments of the Western countries to come in mm. and as well as, as, as Christian ministry. So there was a lot of good evangelism in India and a lot of bad mm. evangelism too. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. So uh, all the good of the West, um, you know, that the West accumulated over 100 years was filtered into India probably over a, like a 20-year period mm. <laughs> and all the bad. Yeah. And yeah. and seeing how, seeing India struggle with that and seeing the effect it had on culture and society. Yes. Um, and and um, seeing the way they they handle it, it's very insightful. Yeah, I bet mm. it is. Yeah, and mm. and we always see those things easier when we come in from the outside, don't we? Than when you're living in it. So yeah, would have been a very interesting perspective. That's right. Going yeah. back every couple of years yes. and then seeing yeah, the significant changes, going wow, oh, totally amazing. Yeah. yeah, which they wouldn't even realise it because it creeps in, doesn't no, it? No, so, no, yeah, and. What what really struck home is that it was just the exceptional, um, like the Indian people have always been very hosp- hospitable, um, but their generosity was limited, obviously, by um, you know, what they had to give. Mm, mm. And but um, last time I was there, my my friends and you know different people on that who I'd known for years and years and years had lavished such extravagant gifts on me. Wow. I just couldn't believe that which they could pay for it. Which I'm guessing it would have been back the other way. It was. It yeah. was, but, um, you humbling. know, which was a joy. But yeah, this is what they're totally. saying, you know, like, this wow. is what you did for us. We want to do it. Wow. I'm going, but how can you? And I yeah. thought, no, don't don't ask those <laughs> questions. You just, you know, it's just receive it. Receive it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thought did pass my mind, but no, I bet. no, yes. no. Yes. They're very, they're, they're quite wow. godly people, and okay. um, and it was just, it was just amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, so then, when do you end up at Noosa Church? Um, yeah. Okay. So after after Manor, um, we started going along to the Nambour Coc. Mm-hmm. So that was. Um, that was back in the day, and um, and the fellow who the family I was staying with, he was asked by Neil Myers, the pastor of the time, whether he would start up a CSC in Noosa, and he said I'll give it a crack, and then he said, then he, I was at that meeting, and he and um, and afterwards he said, well, you know, are you in this with me? And I said, yeah, of course. So. Um, we hired a room at the Twatton State School mm-hmm. and we started having meetings there. Wow. And um, I was playing the guitar and leading the songs a bit. Wow. <laughs> okay. And um, This we do have to see. And then then certain we, with certain people were coming along there. So mm-hmm. um, um, including these dudes, the Ramses, they started coming along. So yeah, Mark at wow. that stage was a manager of Lawrence and Hanson. Um, that was just prior to us then going over to India. So that was back in 1982. And um, and so I don't know whether it was the fellow um, who set up the meeting um, that I was living with or whether it was Neil himself, but Mark was asked to 
then take over the meeting while we were away. So when we came back, um, Mark had done exceptional things. Like, you know, there was, um, there was huge growth. Wow. And um, because at that stage I didn't come back to Noosa, I had to go back to Brisbane. There wasn't any work okay. up in Noosa. So I don't, I'm not quite sure what happened mm-hmm. in the interim. But, um, but Mark then had moved it um, into, um, into larger rooms down, um, down in Noosa Heads. Noosa Junction, and um, yeah, it was quite. It was it was already established then, um, just go. in a period of five months, six months. Wow, mm. Mm. that's quite amazing. And that yeah. that moved around. It moved from there. I think went to the there was a a roller a roller drum. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yes, yeah, and um, which was good. This I remember listening to this um, new music group have a shot at um, playing there, um, and. Um, they uh, they finished up um, becoming quite a significant <laughs> the newsboys. Oh, so yeah, just like, a small little band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So you know they they were the they were sort of the days when um, there was uh, there was a, a lot of young blokes, probably my age, I should say, kicking around who became significant in yeah. later years in different ministries. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. It's mm. me. Mm. So yeah, Noosa Church, nearly forty years old then. Forty years old. Yeah. That's quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you've seen a few changes One or two. over the years <laughs> then and there. One or two. Yeah, wow. Mm. Yeah. To fast forward now, older, uh, lifelong aspiration? Um, to die well. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> to um, now um, giving of a lot of time to church people yes 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 um i believe in the church mm. there are times when i guess i was agnostic <laughs> to okay. the church but um yeah everybody goes on a journey and one of my you know the journey that i guess god took me on is that um i was able to journey down where my doubts would go and look at the end of them and go, that's not a good thing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Backtrack. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I, I do believe that everything the Bible says is true. And I do believe that, you know, that Christ is building his church and mm. the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that mm. is manifested in, in our local assemblies and, and certainly in the Noosa church. Mm. So if this is where Christ is at work, this is where I want to be. Bring it on. How mm. good's that? So good. So you That sounds um, very heroic, doesn't you've it? You've hung up the tool belt for it's a while. Not like that at all. And well, yeah, the building industry has been God has used that to bless me even though I wasn't a willing participant for um, for much of it, but eventually I had to realize that God wasn't calling me to be a missionary. He had called me to build, be a builder and whether I liked it or not, that was it. So So good. When I understood that, I, yep. I, I guess I became a bit more at peace at myself because I thought I was missing it. I thought I was letting yeah. God down. And on a, you know, a particular trip, he showed me very clearly that he didn't actually need me that much at all. And um, he'd given me the, um, the skills and knowledge to, um, to do well as a builder. Yep. And so that's where I needed to invest my time for a time. Yeah, wow. And that time um, drew to an end in, 19, in 2019. Yep. So... Um, I'm in a different chapter of life now. You are. And loving it. Yeah. Loving it. 
build, it's good. building industries quite uh, merciless in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, you know, church life's a walk in the park, so. No, well, church life is, church life, I mean, you'd have to be, if you, you'd be nuts if you're a pastor, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> So I've heard. I've heard that time and time again, yes. Or else yes. or else um, obedient. Um, one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Hopefully we're all just being obedient, hey? I believe so. so. Yeah, I it's believe good. so. It's good. You know, often there's a lot of criticisms of the church, um, you know, all of those, I guess, at different stages I've probably expressed or thought myself. But yeah. at the end of the days, um, this is where you... Um, are able to express your faith and have your faith challenged and built. And this is where true maturity grows yeah. while, you're, uh, while you're wandering around outside the church thinking that you are of um, significance. Um, you know, my experience is that I've been, I was delusional in those times. And it's only in the, uh, in the midst of God's people that you can truly worship God. Mm. Very true. Mm. Good thoughts. Well, mm. thank you. For sharing your story and um, my pleasure, clarifying a few of those um, misconceptions that I had. So uh, appreciate well, you I'll clarify those a few up. more yeah. once we uh, once we. <laughs> you end will, the yes, <laughs> very much so. And um, stay tuned for um, part two with Mr. Leake Senior, which will be quite insightful, I'm sure. That so would be. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in Us story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together.